The FT. Wearable devices have become a big part of everyday life, with many of us using them as a way of tracking our fitness in a bid to improve our health. Now, Fitbit, the San Francisco company that leads the pack of fitness trackers, has shown that it's a big business too. With announcements that it plans to launch an initial public offering of at least one hundred million dollars, I'm Ravi Matu, the FT's technology editor, and joining me to discuss the wearables revolution is Tim Bradshaw, the FT's San Francisco correspondent. Tim, this is a pretty big number for an industry that is relatively new. What are fitness trackers, and where do they fit in the broader kind of wearable sector? Well, the Fitbit, to some extent, invented the fitness tracker market, and with it, the market for wearable devices. And it got going in 2007. I think it was originally inspired by its founders playing Nintendo Wii, and they realised that the same sensors and motion control that was used in the、um, games consoles, hand controllers that you wave around to play tennis, could also be used in the physical world to track actual sports. And so they've been developing a range of these devices, which can clip onto your pocket, onto your bra, or wear on your wrist. And they have shown that this can be an extremely profitable industry. I mean, last year they had close to seven hundred and fifty million dollars in revenue. They had a gross margin that's better than Apple, around fifty percent. And so, yeah, it's coming to market. It's it's planning its IPO at exactly the moment when the wearable tech industry, while young, is starting to reach the peak of its hype. They're leading the pack, as you say, but obviously we have companies like Apple with the watch. We have Google. Microsoft has its own fitness band, but also players like Nike or Under Armour, which are investing heavily in the tech sector themselves. Where does Fitbit fit within this? And can you just step back a little bit and give us a sense of the broader sector and where things are heading? Yes, it's a very interesting moment in a very crowded market. I mean, Fitbit has around fifty percent of the fitness tracker market at the moment, which is where most of the sales are in wearable technology overall. However, as Apple Watch, which launched last month, shows, there is the smartwatch trend, which is coming up pretty fast. We had Google launch Android Wear, which is its technology platform for smartwatches, just about a year ago, and people like Samsung and LG and Sony have all come out with devices based on Android Wear, which is a smartwatch. Watch, which only works if you have an Android smartphone, just as Apple Watch only works with the Apple iPhone. And so nobody's really published any numbers on the smartwatch side so far. The indications are that it's been a little bit of a slower start because some of these things still look a little bit bigger and clunkier. Apple Watch is the best of the lot, but it's only been out for a month, and supplies are still very short. So then you have Fitbit, which has a couple of advantages and a couple of disadvantages. It works with any device, and so you don't have to be tied to one particular smartphone platform. And it's typically a lot cheaper than a smartwatch. You can get a Fitbit that just tracks your steps for as little as sixty dollars. And they also are now competing in the sort of smartwatch space. They have this device called the Surge, which was spotted on the wrist of one Barack Obama. A couple of months ago, and tracks not only your steps but also your heart rate and your GPS for when you're going for a run, and can receive text messages and, and notifications on your wrist in a similar but much more limited way than the full-fledged smartwatches from Apple and Google. And then you also have the health and fitness and sports companies like Nike and Under Armour. 
who are coming at this much more from the software side of things. So Nike did sell its fuel bands, but abandoned that a little over a year ago. You can still buy them, but it's not really producing future versions of that. Instead, it's putting all of its efforts into making apps for smartphones and smartwatches. And indeed, the Nike Plus app is one of the top apps behind Fitbit on the Apple App Store. Under Armour is also making a very, very big push into this area. It spent half a billion dollars earlier this year to acquire a set of companies, including MyFitnessPal, which helps you track your diet and can also track some of your motion and exercise. So they're all kind of going after different parts of the market. Smartwatches arguably are still on the kind of geekier early adopter side. Nike and Under Armour obviously have that sort of gung-ho fitness winning is everything kind of vibe to them. Fitbit and to some extent my fitness pal arguably is a little bit more kind of appealing to the Weight Watchers crowd and people who want a discreet way of making sure that they're doing a little bit more exercise than they used to or, or something that can give them a bit of a nudge. But the total devices sold for Fitbit last year was about 11 million. So it's a big business, but it's, it's a long way behind being as big as the smartphone market at the moment. And if you think about everyone has a smartphone because you can't share one and everyone has to have their own wearable device as well, or possibly more than one because they're not something that can be used by lots of different people in the household like maybe an iPad or a PC. So there is sort of huge potential for this wearable market, but it's it's kind of messy at the moment. Uh, it's kind of early and Fitbit has broken out, but it's not clear that they can necessarily hold on to that early lead given all the different competition that's coming after them. Which raises the bigger question. I mean, they obviously have done very well and their product looks quite cool, which probably appeals, as you say, to people who aren't looking for specialist or, or niche stuff. But when a company like Apple, which is just launched Watch, starts to go big in this, presumably for a company like Fitbit, it's going to be pretty hard to stay ahead of the pack. How are they going to fend off? What do they see as their big differentiator in this space? Well, I think there is always the advantage of focus. Apple and Google both doing lots of different things, as is Samsung and Nike, you know, still makes most of its money out of sportswear and, and trainers rather than software or technology. So Fitbit has some advantage in that it is solely focused on little devices and the apps that pair with them. And then the, and to some extent, the analysis that they get through the cloud. Part of this is the reason that they are going public. One imagines that they can raise $100 million or more to invest in R&D, which has increased a lot in recent years to try and make sure that they can stay ahead from a technical perspective, although when you're competing with some of the biggest and most valuable companies in the world, um, that's still a tough bet. But equally, they are making little acquisitions already. There are a lot of fitness apps out there. They bought one called Fitstar, which is sort of a virtual personal trainer, a little coach kind of thing. And you, you pay a certain amount of money a month and it gives you a little bit more of a kind of personalized workout than you would just get from your regular Fitbit today. So there is potential that they could start rolling up more of the kind of smaller end of the of the fitness app market. But yeah, I think there is this kind of question of, is this something where you need a, a standalone device or does it just become another app on your smartwatch or even your smartphone? I mean, one of the things I find interesting about how well Fitbit has been doing in the last couple of years is it's come at the same time as iPhone from the 5S onward and most of the recent Samsung devices all have accelerometers, which is the sensor that tracks whether you're walking and how fast you're going, that can do pretty much the same thing. So as long as you have a phone in your pocket, it can arguably count your activity just as well as a Fitbit on your wrist. What it doesn't do is give you, as you say, that kind of badge of I'm a fitness conscious person that's a wristband that's visible both to you as a reminder and to the people around you that you're that kind of person that really cares about these things. And 
Apple and Google don't necessarily have that focus that Fitbit does. So we shall see whether small and nimble can beat out the vast resources of those Silicon Valley firms. Indeed, $100 million sounds like a lot of cash, but whether it will be enough to fend off the likes of the Apples and Googles of this world, it will be interesting to see. Tim Bradshaw in San Francisco, thanks very much. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.